0: Hi, it's Wes Johnson and John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done.
1: Absolutely. Not even just in terms of, like, homophone or homonym. Like, just any way you slice that, it's bad if you turn those words around.
2: Yeah. yeah. We're type of meanings?
1: Yeah, we don't want that. We absolutely don't want that.
2: We want to stay away from that.
1: Yeah. As much as possible. I mean, it seems like gravity is intent on pulling us toward them, but, you know... Some human somewhere is doing something to kick (laughs) those off, and that person probably fucking sucks on a lot of levels. Almost certainly. (laughs) Definitively, yeah. Oh, I'm not yeah, at right. <laughs> the thing, at the crux of what we're talking about, if they have started a race raid, that's bad, and we should probably assume that all of the other shit they're into is bad. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> this is. Yeah, they're an absolute monster. But they're you know, <laughs> they have a hell of a deck in magic. Like, uh,
1: oh, yeah, they're, effect, like yeah, they're impressive. They're like a like a swamp like master. In, you know, in <laughs> everybody, like everybody, agrees they 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 run a mean deck. But you know, the racism. Like the, yeah, well, but just, they're also really oh. big on the fourteen
0: words.
2: So, you know. <laughs> God. Everybody's like sitting around the table and they really want to punch him in the face. But fuck, this is a good game. Yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> So for all of you listening out there, you're getting a little bit of a mini cold open here. Um, It's myself, Michael Unsford. It's MC Brooks. It's James Rambo. And then we also have a very special guest, Mr. Rambo. Since he is a friend of yours, why don't you introduce him to our lovely listeners? This is Joe Nicolia. He
0: is an incredibly talented graphic designer and knows all the things about all the Apple products. Um, And he's been doing... uh, Oh, and Painter fuck, man. Yes. His goddamn paintings are one. phenomenal. For um, a long time now. I'm yes, for a long, long time. Um, really beautiful work. Uh, super funny, smart guy. Um, I'm, I'm pleased to
2: call him my friend.
0: Oh,
3: Thank well, you, thanks for
2: calling. Cheers, so, man. So I found the list of uh, oh, and great. this is the nice tease for what we're going to be discussing here. We're going to be discussing The Book of Boba Fett with our friend mm-hmm. Joe. Right. We're we're sharing. Rambo and I had this running gag where we were just making up more ridiculous titles for the show. So it started with uh, Robert Fetterstein's Desert Vision Quest. Um, mm. Then yes, it became, then it became, and then I also bonus for all of you uh, a reference to uh, Cobra Kai. I also said um, the new title for that was 80s nostalgic karate fighters kids melodrama.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rambo retorted with Bobby Fitz, Tome of crime and shit.
1: Ah, uh, there you go. That's I guess the assonance, right? Would you do the consonant
0: letters? If oh, do I, I? I am not even going to pretend to know that I. I, I yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I
1: mean, well, you did you you did it. Whether it was on purpose or not, is something different. Yeah.
2: We also had Roberto de Fatinio's dance dances with Banthas. <laughs> um, that's
3: actually um, really
1: good. <laughs>
2: uh rambo you're 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 previously mentioned before we were recording booberfoot sand and stuff
1: <laughs> sand and stuff that's i mean when you come down to it that's really where the direction of the story went for a lot a lot of the time the sand comma and stuff
2: <laughs> i was i was particularly proud of this one not without my grogu the maxwell lord story <laughs> i mean <Mantra> story. <laughs>
1: I forgot about that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, it's a it's a bad name though. No one should call him that.
0: This is a really weird choice.
1: Well it's also like I I don't know I wonder if uh if we're if we're kind of into it, I wonder if Amy Sederis was told to say lines. Or just told to say <laughs> say words like whatever words she wanted like if there was a script and they gave it to her or if they gave her a special script that said say whatever you want in this part
0: because knowing, Amy, knowing this her what has to happen by the end of the scene yeah.
2: Get there. yeah knowing her history like I would think that they probably gave her a, a pretty loose brain a, a and let her do what she knew to do yeah.
1: and yeah just say the rest of the stuff say I dated a Jawa like you
2: know I just funny. dated a Jawa <laughs>
1: Like doll for a while. That I mean, yeah. like like kind of a weird thing to have in uh, a Star Wars is a as an Amy Sedaris type, but if it works, yeah. that, that actually worked a lot more for a lot of. And she's not only from this, right? They introduced her in Mando, so it's yeah. not like yeah, it's not like she was introduced for the book of Boba Fett. But yeah, that's yeah. It. that's your. I mean. Just in, in general, out in the world, that's like your first clue that this Star Wars is a different Star Wars because it has an Amy Sedaris type in it, and that Amy Sedaris type is actually Amy Sedaris, and then she's there, which is great. <laughs> it's just so great. Just trying to get, by the end of the of the Book of Boba Fett, she's trying to get her back on with a handsome Twi'lek. <laughs> and just, and it's,
2: it's great. doesn't matter. Yeah. Jawa, oh, Twi'lek, I mean, all of them bring them on if I
1: lived in a uh, spaceship hangar on a desert planet with a bunch of robots I'd probably be pretty horny all the time <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just gonna be honest about it
2: oh man on I'll never note, know
1: for sure but I probably will hey, be hey
2: hey don't let that dream die hey there's always hope my man
1: <laughs> I,
2: I mean you could always go to Disney World and just go to Galaxy's Edge and just anybody in <laughs> costume just be like what's up girl
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I I I, I I might yeah that that actually doesn't sound like a bad idea it it sounds like it also sounds like assault on a lot of levels so I probably won't but it doesn't sound like a bad idea
2: (laughs) there have been worse ideas had on podcasts
1: for sure for sure (laughs) for sure I think unequivocally at this point we know that that's true
2: there's literally the reason why we're not on Spotify (laughs) right now and that's like there you go in a nutshell. Yeah,
1: that's kind of exactly the one I was thinking of too, honestly.
2: Look at that. Wonderful stuff. Let's go ahead and kick off our episode. We hope you enjoyed our little uh, warm up uh, as we, as we <laughs> did here uh, for our episode. It's another episode of At the Diner. We're going to be talking about the erotic adventures of Robert Fettuccini. Um, so make sure you tune in for that, um, which will be coming right now. You don't even have to do anything. It's literally just keep letting the podcast play. <laughs> right and after these it... messages. Exactly. Um, at, I don't after know the...
4: there are those. No. Now pause it's, for it, our sponsor. Yeah, and our sponsor
2: is <laughs> is MC Brooks, the musician, as he wrote our theme song. So here you go. Enjoy.
0: listening to ggr pirate radio don't be a juice bag
4: this is called pirate radio
0: before we get started does anyone want to get out
4: you run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery what do you do what do you do you act like it's a plague, You beat up the bullies with your fists, you throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way.
3: The force will be with you.
4: Always. Be bold. Be brave. Be bold. Outrageous. Black alert. This is called Pilot Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek. Refuge, refuse, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuse. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that.
0: Don't be a cheese bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike (laughs) Luther. I'm totally gonna use that, too.
2: Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Michael Lunsford, I am your host, but I am joined in this podcasting endeavor by two wonderful co-hosts, and we also have a very special guest for you for this episode today. Joining me in co-host seat number one, you know him, you love him, he is an incredibly talented musician. Uh, you can check out his stuff on Bandcamp, but also he's got his own podcast, which there's a new episode coming very, very soon. You know him, you love him, his name is MC Brooks.
4: Yeah, it'll be out at the time of the release of this podcast. So, once you finish this episode... So, yeah, go listen now.
2: There you go. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Additionally, in co-host seat number two, you know him as well. You most likely love him. He's a lovable guy. He's also a very talented visual artist. He is also incredibly knowledgeable in all things geeky and nerdy. So much so that we have nicknamed him the professor. His name is James Rambo. You
0: you should really go
2: see the Batman. It's... This is real good. <laughs> it's real super good. I've heard these things about this Batman you see. Oh, uh, son of a bitch.
4: Meow. <laughs> ben Shapiro doesn't <laughs> like it, so you know it's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> ben Shapiro, I regret to inform- I regret to inform you that the Batman's bad. I like, okay.
2: <laughs> Oh, uh, here's the problem with the Batman.
1: Uh... Suddenly, sounds a lot like a character we've heard of before. When you put it that way.
2: I'm five foot six. My parents were rich. I've done nothing of value in my entire life. I have a giant safety net, but here I am picking on children and starting fights with college kids. Uh, I live in a college toadstool. Yeah. <laughs> Any time I ever challenge someone and they threaten me, I cower and curl up in a little ball and
1: cry myself to sleep. Or just he blocks them on Twitter because he can't handle invasions into his worldview.
2: Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, journalist who is a trans woman. Um, She's from the Los Angeles area. I can't area. remember her name, but oh, that 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 oh, fucking moment is incredible. He, Mr. Shapiro proceeds to misgender her three times in a row, and she is a large gal. She's probably like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, right? And she puts her hand on the back of his neck, and it encompasses his entire spine. And she says, if you misgender <laughs> me again, I'm sending you home in an ambulance. And, and then you can—
0: So calmly. Oh, yeah. So, like— She's like, um, I'm just going to let you know if that happens again. <laughs> and yeah. like, no, like, no, no raise in her voice. Nope. No, no, like, you know, what the fuck? No, just like, I'm
2: going to break you in half. Zoe Tur, <laughs> Zoe Tur is the name uh, of the journalist who, an uh, American broadcaster is actually what, what she prefers to be broadcast. referred to as her professional. Uh, her profession, but, like, yeah, not only that, completely calm, and then, like, smell-o-vision doesn't exist, but I think that they might have been working on it, because I can hear, I can smell him shit his hands when she does that, oh, and, like, so wonderful. not only that, all the other panelists on the Dr. Drew show that he's on, all the other panelists are like, dude, why are you fucking doing this? And Shapiro, the whole time, is just like, oh, well, I don't know why you're threatening me. Oh, we're just having a political discourse, and everybody's like, fuck you, Shapiro, and, like, he's just so fucking slimy and gross, just, ugh,
1: oh, God. So we I mean the inverse of that is what he thinks of the Batman equals it's actually incredibly good and people should see it and enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. What, I think it's what Rambo is trying to get at for us. See yes. the Batman.
2: That pretty much hits the hits the nail on the in, head there. In
1: spite of Benjamin Shapiro. Yeah. I mean like Yeah, no, it,
0: MC MC was good enough to share. A series Especially. of tweets. Yeah, <laughs> it starts with Ben Shapiro's and ends with "This is
2: how you know it's good" from someone else. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: oh, uh,
1: there you go, right there, from the
2: jump. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch this movie four times in a row in the theater just because. Just him. Mm-hmm. Don't Very even like Batman. Yeah. Never the the Batman. Um, so we have a guest as well. You've you've heard him speak already. Yes, so let's let's introduce this this fine gentleman who is going to be joining us in our Star Wars discussion today. Uh, he is a painter by trade, uh, specializing in fan art, but also abstract expressionist pieces as well. You can find his website. It is irresolute dot com. That is i r r e z o l u t e dot com. His name is Joe. Cheers.
1: No e at the end of it. But yes. Oh, I'm Just sorry. My mistake. It is. It is a weird phonetic word. English is a real English word. I do a weird phonetic spelling of it because of reasons that are complicated uh, I mean, honestly, and old. Man, now. You can just also go with because it looks fucking cool. Well, it, it. I mean, specifically, that actually was one of the angles because it was. It's, <laughs> it's an old like graffiti name that I've used since I was like fifteen, sixteen years old. Um. So it it literally was because it looked cool. It had a Z in it. Yeah. Um, and it's spelled wrong. Like <laughs> all good graffiti words need to be. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I'm a painter. It comes a little bit from doing a little bit of that graffiti, but from a lot of different things, trained in graphic design and stuff. And I've uh, been making art for a real long time and, and actually started really doubling down into painting in the last, like, four or five years. And it's been really fun, pretty great. I'm actually making some headway into it.
2: And that's, who would have that's thought? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Like, we, uh, we've, we li- little by little, we chron- uh, we've chronicled it here. Like, I had no artistic training at all, and the pandemic started, mm. and like like one does, you freak out a little bit, and you're yeah. like, "What am I going to do?" Because I can't go anywhere. So I I started with the tutelage <laughs> of Mr. James Rambo. Um, I started teaching myself digital art. So I use oh, really? um the Mac, uh, the free the free to download uh, program GIMP, and That's I've not bad. It's created. So yeah, it, it is. And like, especially for somebody like me who's never done anything, like I've taught myself how to do it. I continue to get better at it. And it's just like, like you said, who'd have thunk? You know, I never thought I would have gotten to the point where I'm actually like doing things and people are like, fuck, that's good. Let me buy this." <laughs> I'm like, wait, you want to buy this? Are you sure?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's always a surprise uh, on a certain level. Yeah. Um, but like, it is definitely like you, you do it long enough and, you know, you're you're going to realize that you actually probably can can do it pretty well each subsequent time you do it. And it's. Practice, right? I don't want to say practice makes perfect, because perfect's not a real thing. But, like, you just get in there and do it a couple times, and suddenly you're doing it. Okay. You're doing the thing. You're doing the thing. Practice makes
2: better, thing. at the very least. Yeah, yeah. So, we are here today, gentlemen, to discuss the most recent Star Wars series that was on Disney+. Plus. It was a thing that they showed, <laughs> and it was in a sequential order of some sort. Uh, we're speaking of <laughs> a sequence A sequence. Yes. yes, we're 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 gonna be discussing the book of Boba Fett, or as my wife likes to call him, Bobo Fat. So mm. let's talk about Bobo Fat. Um, I want to I want to kick this off and say that I didn't hate it. Like that's that's the big yeah. Thing, is, sure. Yeah, like I I didn't not I didn't dislike start. it like because ultimately it's for me I've used this analogy before I'll use it again Star Wars is like pizza to me like even if it's bad it's still good it's still it's pizza still
3: good yeah
2: yeah and like sure. I I enjoyed it there were parts that I really enjoyed the problem is is the parts that I really enjoyed did not include Boba Fett and like <laughs> that that I feel like that's an issue. But also additionally, like there were parts of it that I really enjoyed, but it was none of the actual like sequential story. It was all the like flashback stuff because I wanted answers to how did he get to the point where he showed up in the Mandalorian, and I got that. And then after that, everything that happened after that, I was just kind of like, eh. Um, I wanted we're going to discuss this in detail. So what I want to do is it's it's always polite, um, to let your guests go first, let them have the slice first slice of pizza or the first slice of cake, as it were. So Joe. (laughs) Give us your thoughts on, on the Book of Boba Fett and just like big picture, but also like if you have any like granular details that you really want to go into as well. Um we'll kinda of save that. We're gonna go round table and give everybody's like big picture first and then we'll get into the shitty sure. gritty cool. here in a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I mean I, I can just say very much in agreement with, with the, the the vibe you were giving off there is like I I did enjoy it. It's not a it's not a bad it was not a bad show. I did not have a bad time. It is not the most well put together show but there's so many cool things in it that it really it it made up for a lot of some of the failings of like just the i would say the production more than anything um but then again there was also some of the highest production value stuff we've ever seen in a recent star wars thing and it does you know i don't know where if we're doing any sort of like there's full spoiler, spoiler warning, whatever. I, so I don't want to just like completely... Oh, no, you're, you're good. So,
2: things. Okay. so let me just start right here real quick. For anybody listening who has not watched it or who has not finished it, please avoid. We are going to go full spoiler on this. We yeah. typically, Joe, by nature, we give at least one solid week after a TV show is aired okay, right before on. we yeah. discuss it, and then we go full spoilers. So.
1: And it's been a while. So yeah. So the, the, like some of the... Probably for all the Filoni-produced... Um, TV shows, like, one of the most important things that we've ever seen happen, got to happen. And it's that literally in this series of episodes called The Book of Boba Fett, we get to see Ahsoka Tano meet Luke Skywalker. And, or or maybe not meet, we get to see them interact, assuming that they've met many times before, or at least once before, because another thing we see is Luke Skywalker using his dad's lightsaber forms in the woods, which is crazy a crazy detail that i never thought would ever be shown because they these things became like two very separate things Mm -hmm. when when they were making all these other shows and luke skywalker's character was kind of settled for a really long time and of course that's there's a lot of a lot of things around that, and it's just a, a very strange place to get one of the the biggest moments we've ever seen in like all of the Star Wars sort of lore and canon history, and then also just get a bunch of cool fight scenes, a bunch of really rad Robert Rodriguez like street fight scenes with Boba Fett. It does not seem like these two things would be in conversation with each other, but they end up being that, and and there's this really interesting set of threads that come from all the other shows. And they tie into the movies in this really interesting way. And it's just a fun show, but it, it almost could have been, like... I think the, the the joke that y'all were doing about, like, the different titles is, like, you know, this show could have been called Sands of Tatooine or something like that, which is, I'm totally ripping... Uh, a, a guy that I work with in the Destiny community named uh, Mercules who who made up this this title, this fake title for the book of Boba Fett, Sans Tatooine. Could have been a great show. Could have been almost like you do do like a, a soap opera about Tatooine, <laughs> and you have all these different characters that sort it of have a, in and out.
2: It does have a Days it, of Our Lives kind of vibe to it with that yeah, title. Yeah,
1: and and I think it, it could have worked really like even better just by framing it slightly differently because it really set off a lot of expectations to be, you know, that that sort of bumper at the end of, of the Mandalorian when it's like the book of Boba Fett and you just see them taking over jo- uh, Jabba's throne room. And it's like, damn, that's going to be, that's going to be something. And then the thing it was, was definitely something, but it wasn't what <laughs> I expected. So like I had a really good time, but could have been, they could have just started the angle off slightly different, and you know when you start an angle off slightly different, by the end of it, it's a very, it's a very different position because of the way that math works. I've been told, um, <laughs> and you get like it, it, it would have, would have worked a little bit better for me, and would have worked, I think, better for all of the screeching eels on the internet about it. <laughs> um, I,
2: there was a certain amount of joy that I got from watching the unrealistic boba fett fanboys (laughs) their shit because i and and i put a pic i sent a picture out to rambo and mc and honestly anybody out there listening right now if you google boba fett plush or boba fett toy at target Mm -hmm. right now i saw it i'm sure they're elsewhere but they have the most adorable boba fett that has ever Mm -hmm. existed he's he's brightly colored and he's plushy and he's got a big oversized head and these big hands and big feet and like you're just like oh look at him he's got a rocket launcher like (laughs) they've 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 disney-fied oh yeah baddest badasses that every single star wars fan and honestly like deluded star wars fan like just worshiped Oh, he's the baddest of badasses. He never says anything, and like they, Disney was like, <laughs> he's ours now. Guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna make him cute. We're gonna put a bow in his hair. And they're like, no! It's just a, it's been it's it's been outstanding.
1: I googled the one. I see the one that you're talking about, and it definitely is like a, like a oooh like plushy, but it has it has uh, Fennec Shand and Boba Fett on the box. But uh, Google also brought up. Uh, the blue Eminem as a plushie wearing a Boba Fett helmet, <laughs> which is yeah, like yeah, that's a thing. One of the most absurd things I think I could have seen. <laughs> um, and and it, it, not to not to derail, but like just to to say one last thing about sort of like the Boba trajectory that you're getting at is that they, um, there is a Boba Fett that is in the movies that was literally an action figure that said like 12 words or something like that. And that's it. And that's that's all it really was. It was a concept and it was left alone because it basically had to be. And then Dave Filoni and George Lucas started writing a bunch of stuff. And then Boba Fett became a very different character and he stayed a very different character. Uh, And this was just a culmination of that. And it's so it's like there's I know that, you know, A lot of people are going to basically say, well, you know, like, Clone Wars and unproduced Clone Wars stories are not, like, the canon that we're looking for, but they're the canon that exists because they stripped a bunch of other stuff out. And, yeah, there used to be a Boba Fett that was in a bunch of comics that was a badass and a a mean bounty hunter, but they said that that wasn't real anymore, and now they're telling you a different story with Boba Fett in it, so.
2: Yeah, and it's okay let's 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 kind of pass it around the table here. I appreciate your your comments, Joe. We'll get into more with this as yeah. well but but like Rambo, um, let's say you on on this one and and see, I'm saving you for last because you were the last person to watch this. So like you literally were watching this as like we were like getting ready to record this week. you were like, oh let me go ahead and finish this. Um, so you have kind of a fresh perspective on it, but also too, like you're the least up to date on all the Star Wars stuff. So like I'm I'm curious uh, from like almost like an outsider's perspective. I know you've watched all of the Mandalorian and you watched some of the movies, but like you're not as big a fanboy as like me, for instance. So,
0: you ever get really excited to go to a restaurant and you like read up on the menu and <laughs> you like you've you've been to uh, another restaurant that the same like chef made maybe um, before or, or, or like the same kind of food um and then you go to the restaurant and you're you're there and you you, you place your order and you see other people's food come out and you're like you're super excited and then you you finally get your stuff and it's like not bad but it's 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 kind of cold not like cold but like lukewarm um, or it's
1: not, it's like less than you thought it was going to it's, be yeah, like, like the, the portion's a little smaller and, but you don't really feel filled up, and you're like, ah, man, yeah. this isn't good. this isn't gonna hit the spot.
0: It's gonna yeah. be good, but it's not gonna like. There was a really nice, uh, like a moose thing that happened, like, um, <laughs> and 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 it kind of like the dessert was pretty good, but like the meal overall just kind of felt lacking. Um, that's that's sort of how I felt with this. I I kept waiting. For, there, was, there was a sense of anticipation that didn't, for me at least, didn't really have a proper uh, uh closeout. Um ba- even based on like what we had seen in uh when 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 both had shows up in Mando, there was like a sort of a like a savageness to him uh that you didn't that we hadn't really seen before, like it, it, so much of what Boba Fett was was just mystique, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the movies. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see him on, on screen, you're like, oh shit, this old man is kicking the fuck out of people, um, yeah. and that was awesome. And, and and like Joe mentioned before, like the the little stinger at the end of uh, second season, Amanda, where you're like, of Boba Fett is coming. You're like, oh fuck, he's gonna be like badass crime lord in space.
1: Yeah,
0: and space then crime hit- lord. You get there and it's it's just it's just this sad old man
2: who just wants people to hang out with him. <laughs> he just just wants to ride ride a fucking. Uh... <laughs> I, he wants I, to... He's like we talked about that in a previous episode, Joe. That that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard because it was yeah. such a Star Wars fanboy thing. Because like fucking. Danny Trejo shows up, first off, which is badass. But he's just yes. like, hey, here's the here's the Rancor that you ordered, man. And he's like, I'm going to ride it. And I was yeah. like, that is <laughs> such a Star Wars fan thing because they're just like, I'm do a little kid and style. I got two stories. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I got a Rancor and, and I got a Boba Fett. What am I going to do? He's going to ride the fucking Rancor. Like, the yeah. reference he's making there, too, is to the, the Christmas the Christmas movie or the Christmas special or whatever it was called, where he rides like a bigger creature. And it was like the only other in-canon... Appearance of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've written things that are bigger, and it's like, Tamira, you're you're pulling this off. I'm loving this this <laughs> Boba Fett with no mask on, talking about the cool shit he rode. But like, wow, talk about things that nobody has watched in canon. I, yeah, I, I, it's funny. I think that is also a a
0: great example of like things that end up grounding grounding the show in a way that isn't like. Oh, this feels – Uh. Um, uh oh, what's the word? Fucking um, so Richard Donner had a banner made that just said this, and I am blanking on what it is, and this is great radio. Um,
1: Doing wonderful.
0: <laughs> I can literally cut it's, this if you want to get
2: the – No, 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 it's fine. It's,
1: it's, it's,
0: it's a term that means, uh, uh, like, hyper-real. Um, it's not, it's not supposed to be, like, real, it's supposed to be, like, the sense of reality that you feel, not that you experience Um, doesn't matter Uh, in, in this sense, it grounded it in the way that, like, a cable attached to the landing gear (laughs) Um, (laughs) every time I saw him with his helmet off, which was most of the show I was just like, "That's that's a dude that's just a dude. <laughs> and, Uncle
2: Boba. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Uncle Bob is very sad, and <laughs> and and like I really what what I I think a big part of it was for me was I kept waiting for the end of Unforgiven. It mm, felt damn. like what they were setting up. Same.
1: And 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 I mean, at this point, it's almost like maybe they still are, but maybe it's you know.
0: Maybe. Um, like, there was plenty of cool shit in that show. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the things that end up happening, like, Fennec Shannon being the one to take out, like, all of the crime lords. yeah. Like, it, it, out of context, that's cool. In context, okay, great. You have further undercut the lead character. Because he doesn't tell her to go do that. She just goes and does it. Mm-hmm. So while it like you know while she's got further agency to 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 like take action, which is cool, he is just another dude who's just there. Yeah, and, and yeah. I I think but you know what I think that's really what it is. When it when you really boil it down uh, to its essentials, the biggest problem I have with the show is that Boba Fett isn't causing things to happen. He is not. He doesn't feel like an active participant in the narrative moving forward. He is jumping from thing to thing in an effort to get people to love and respect him. So he's not actually an active
2: participant. You know what it is? He's the host of a variety show. (laughs) Yeah. he's, he's, he's Yeah, He's like Bob Hope. Like... Hey, wasn't that wonderful what Mando just did? Hey, let's check out what F- Sh- Sh- F- uh, Fennec Shand is doing right now. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: absolutely. No, Master assassin of the mid-rim, Fennec Shand. What's up next? And it's like she's the band leader and she, the yeah. camera pans over. <laughs> I like that show. It's just I home. would also, I would watch that show. I mean, because actually, Fennec Shand wouldn't be in the band. It would be Max Rebo and the yeah. other Jizz Masters. Uh, jizz Wailers, my friend. Jizz Wailers. Well, I'm, I'm say, I, I'm thinking Jizz Jizz Whaling Master perhaps is where I would go though. Master of Jizz. Because I really want to make sure we understand that they are the masters of this thing that George Lucas just, said is their Jizz.
2: I just yep. can't believe that George, like. I don't know, actually, no, That's it's pretty on burn for George, because no, he does do stuff is. like this. Yeah. But like, I could just somebody being like, George, you know what Jesus? Yes, I do. And that's what we're mm-hmm. calling it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the style of music they play.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even address <laughs> just the, the ass down. word. He's just looking at you and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of music in space.
0: And he just stares and he holds your gaze. <laughs> and he dares you to correct him.
1: Go ahead, (laughs) go ahead, say it.
2: (laughs) I know you want to say it. Well, well, yeah, he's saying that as that music's playing in his head, too. (laughs) Like in The Simpsons, whenever they would do a cross-section of Homer's brain to show what he was thinking of, and it was always like, it was like somebody playing like turkey in a straw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> George just has the cantina music playing in his head all the time a really
0: slow <laughs> zoom in to that music as it is slowly turned down and they tune up a single tone white noise <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
2: M- MC man give give us your take on, uh, on the book of uh, Boba Fett
4: alright so you kind of alluded to it I am uh, not as familiar with like the lore and you know my understanding of Boba Fett before watching the show was pretty much, damn, he looks cool, and that's kind of that's kind of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, watching this, I uh, I pretty much kind of came away with feeling like, I, what was the point? Like I, I did I didn't I didn't get an understanding of what the show was was supposed to be or what it was trying to be. And the one thing that was kind of a consensus for me was like. You, like much like you all everyone felt very felt like there was a very clear disconnect between what was teased and what we actually ended up getting like the first four the first four episodes like i i i, I was kind of i was like doing that that cell phone thing i was like kind of distractedly watching but also just kind of scrolling And it was mainly because a lot of what was happening like there was some cool stuff that happened but it like it it, it it wasn't interesting enough for me to feel like I like I should care, and I like I, to be and to be honest, like none of the, the action scenes like I like I felt like I was watching an old man fight, and like it, that is not <laughs> it, that is not interesting to me to, to to watch. It just felt like I just felt like damn, like his hip is going is going to go out in a second. Like he better watch <laughs> out. Like um, <laughs> I just like I. I and then, and then when I get to episode five, you know, the Mando episode, it was one of those things of just like, okay, well, this, you know, this is cool, you know, hey, like, t- t- who doesn't love a good a good team up episode? And I like, I like Mando, so like, you know, you, I was watching and I was like, all right, cool, like, okay, so like, uh, so when's Boba gonna show up? And then, you know, it's like, okay, we're about 15, 20 minutes, and okay, this is kind of a big, big, big intro to to get to the Boba part, but all right, cool. And then next thing I know, it's like. Thirty-five minutes in, I'm like, oh, he's not gonna be in this, is he? This is no. a Mandalorian story. So actually... <laughs> yeah, it's like this. He's not he's not even gonna be in here. The the title character is not is not is not even is not even gonna be here. And then we get to episode six, and I'm like, okay, well, okay, maybe now, like, okay, maybe maybe now he'll be here. And then he just kind of wasn't. <laughs> and, and it's not to denigrate it because I think all the stuff with with Luke and Grogu. Um, and, like, I thought all of that was super, was super cool to me, because, like, I've only seen the OG trilogy, the OG trilogy. I haven't seen any of the recent stuff. So, like, I thought all of that was was kind of, was was pretty dope, pretty cool. But, like, it really felt like, like, once, like, after those first four episodes, especially Boba was kind of, he he was just a passenger in his own show. Even in the final sequence, like the, the final thing we see is of Mando and Grogu like flying off to like wherever season 3 is going to pick up at and even the post credit scene featured a character that was also not Boba and it was just yeah, like yeah. damn they for- damn they forgot all about the main cast on their own show in the finale that's that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty wild so um i think just ultimately like it it like uh, overall i liked it there were like I, I was just very confused as to like what this show was, suppo- was supposed to be because the way that you all and others have described boba fett to be makes it seem like oh this is this like this is like oh this this like badass bounty hunter type of dude like and and i think on some level too even if they had gone with like an angle of like oh he's like you know he's like older and he's like trying to just do things different like i think there was an interesting story to tell with him as kind of an older bounty hunter with maybe a, a different perspective in terms of what he wanted to do. But I, I don't feel like that's exactly what we got. Yeah. they
2: just, there wasn't a more interesting story to tell. They just didn't tell it.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, or it was hinted at a little bit. And then they skipped to other parts of the story about the same character yeah. that we're supposed to kind of take on faith that, like, yeah, that's the reason he got here. Because yeah. like, he they, they did make a badass bounty hunter show. It's called The Mandalorian. Right. And it's like that's the sort of version (laughs) of Boba Fett that everybody had in their head as this like hardcore cowboy kind of like space, you know, bounty hunter. And they filled that role and they had already started shifting Boba like basically off camera to like the vast majority of people who've seen Star Wars. They had already started shifting that character ages ago in the early 2000s when when the prequel trilogies were still coming out. And then when they actually put him in one of the movies, they started shifting that character completely. And they like, they're trying to tie that back together when they're showing us the flashbacks that include him picking up his dad's helmet in the Colosseum on um, the Bug Planet, which I'm totally blanking on the name of Geonosis. yeah. And and they they really like they're trying to hit that, but I don't know if it like it just really go off and ring like a super clear bell for everybody that isn't super familiar. With the the Clone Wars content and the the sort of ancillary things that that align with what we learn about what, what we're sort of relearning about Boba in this series, so it's I can see why it would fall flat in that way and why it fell flat even for people who know a lot about it.
2: Honestly, yeah. So I think that that's a great like tie in to kinda of go into more of the detailed stuff. And I and I wanna s I wanted to start with some of the things that like I said overall I liked it, but like there's a lot of things that I like that are lazy as shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like the macaroni and cheese that you just have to like you give from the yeah. store, you take the plastic off, you heat it up. Things exactly. lazy. Not this was good.
2: This was decent. a Star Wars hot pocket. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I will love. I eat hop They're fucking delicious. You know who doesn't yeah, like hot Also, hot? a little bit
1: of it dripped out and burned you. So
2: like. Ex- exactly, yeah, and it's it, yeah, exactly. A, a little dripped out, and then the the middle was still frozen. Um, so <laughs> these are these are some of my notes about this. Like we saw the, those scenes of him watching Django Fett fly off of. Um, see, I just forgot one of the planets too. The clone planet.
1: That one is Camino. Camino, so thank guess, Camino. You gonna, it's you one of had, like three right um, now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we see those those scenes of him uh, like in his dreams, like of, of Django Fett flying off to do stuff, but there's no dialogue later. There's no context. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. speak about this. We just see it, which without any discussion, without any additional detail, that's worthless. That's just pretty. And again, you know, there's lots of pretty things that that have no substance. That's fine. But there was so much depth missing here and like one of the things that frustrated me is i've had a couple of people say to me well oh this is the perfect distillation of what feloni is trying to do with the star wars universe first off shut up because you're wrong and here's why you're wrong i've watched feloni's animated stuff and i like it i like a lot of it because it's well written this wasn't well written characters had good motivations and you knew exactly who what they were and who they were but this didn't happen here and like it had that feel, especially that last episode. That last episode felt like a live-action cartoon. And that's not a bad thing per se, but, like, there was so much missing. And, like, it had it had zero to do with it not being animated. It had zero with it being too cartoony for live-action. No, it just wasn't well-executed. And, like... The other frustration thing that I have is when people are like, oh, well, the pacing felt off. Because that is the catch-all for every a-hole who doesn't know how to explain why they don't like something. Well, it was too slow. That that We heard that with WandaVision, didn't we? Yeah, it, like, it always, they,
0: that is their default for like, yeah. it was bad and I don't have vocabulary to express yeah. why.
1: Well, it's yeah. it's funny too then that the, like the initial reason that they might have that experience is that the person who directed the original Star Wars movies had a well-known like catchphrase for retaking a scene, which was faster and more intense. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it, that's the baseline that they know. So to have a Star Wars story that goes in, in a slightly different direction, and don't get me wrong, a Star Wars story about a sad bounty hunting uncle is probably a really cool story, maybe if it's not Boba Fett because there's a lot of baggage there, but like a lot of different star Wars stories are really cool stories. And they've done a really amazing job of picking ones out even, and especially ones that like don't include the Jedi and stuff like that, that, that end up being like, wow, this is a really interesting like lens into this, this lore and this universe that has become bigger than just this story about the lightsaber guys and the dude with the funky mask. Like, you know, uh, it's been it's become a lot of things and, and you can have little pieces that just are like oh this is a, mm, 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 this piece is really good i like this piece a lot or like you know sort of rainbow saying like in a mousse bouche of like <laughs> it can be that it can be that that's essentially fine you just have to kind of specifically say like what mc was getting at is it like it's it is say what it is on the tin and then actually be that thing instead yeah. of yeah, being a, a completely, completely different thing.
2: Well, and especially too because it had such potential. There were so many times where we saw it and we we're like, where are they going to go with this? And then it turned out the answer was nowhere. And <laughs> like not not to be not to be snarky about it, but yes. like there's a certain amount that like when it comes to storytelling, where we all want it to go a certain way in our head. Like Rambo mentioned it. Um, But honestly, I felt the exact same way. I wanted an unforgiven-esque moment where something sets Boba off. There was like that's what I was hoping for because we were seeing this guy who was like, I'm no longer this thing. I'm no longer this thing. I've been changed. I've been changed. But again, we're seeing this. They're not telling us that. Boba Fett was like he gave us little bits and pieces where he was like, oh, you know, I really liked the uh, uh, the Tusken Raiders. You know, they were great. You know, I felt like family. But mind you, after they captured him and tortured him, you know, that's beside the point. But, like, mm-hmm. that's my thing with this is there was there were so many times where it just needed a little bit of dialogue. If he was just, like, you know, being in that Sarlacc pit and having to fight my way out, man, that really messed me up. You know, like, he doesn't talk about that. And, like, I know that show don't tell as often, like, the way people want stories to be done, which is a good way to do it. But we didn't really get any of that. And yeah, I wonder— not- if, if, this you're, is... if you're not
0: gonna show it and you're not gonna tell it, yeah. then like you, you got to pick one or the other. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> a third, a third option seems to have been obscure allusion to the idea that that is what the story is about, because we get like one line from Boba where he's talking about like how he's tired of working for idiots, basically. Yeah. Which, if you kind of rewind that and you think that he's saying, you know, oh, actually, Jabba was kind of stupid that he had me, like, guarding a Jedi and a dude that we had just woken up from carbon freeze, like, on a weird sail barge over top of a pit. That seems like an incredibly stupid idea. And instead of having me going out with my cool hunting and tracking skills and using my cool spaceship to go find people, he's like, stand here. And be inept, but real like I, the problem being that realistically, the reason he doesn't do any of the crazy shit that his armor and his character implies in that movie is because they could not make that happen. Yeah. And they were not going to spend the money on that. They had spent all the money on the very cool paintings by Ralph Macquarie and all the ship models they made because that is the thing that people really liked, right? And and they wanted to get back to doing these grand sets with these miniatures and these epic battles, and they wanted to sprinkle in having these characters that made the world more rich. And now we're spending all this time spooling them out entirely and sometimes you you spool out the bubble Fret- Fett thread and it's like, oh, but this was actually only like a couple of strands. We didn't really have a lot here. Um, and I guess this looks cool. They're cool colors. Look at a Look, it's this like, cool green and like a helmet, I guess. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, yeah it's... it's... There's that whole bit where uh, Fennec is trying to explain, he's like, look, man, they're like, no one is afraid of you anymore. Like they 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 were. And now they, they see you like getting your ass kicked in the middle of the street. And, you know, the the, the fears kind of kind of, you know, kind of evaporating."
2: And he's like, yeah, that's a bummer.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I,
2: Man, he, I wish there was something I could do about it with my flamethrowers and missiles, you know, like
1: with my cool knee knee pad gun. <laughs> like, what? I didn't even realize that was the thing he had. Like, yeah. I,
2: I mean, it was one of those, like, I saw it out and I was like, yeah, of course you would have that. Why not? It works. It was. It's <laughs> funny, too, like, looking back on that episode of The Mandalorian when he does that, because, like, I just picture them, like, making that scene and somebody's just like, oh, well, he's fired this and he's fired that. He doesn't really have any more things. And then, like, Robert Rodriguez, he's like, nope, he's got a knee pad gun. And they're like, he does? He's like, yeah.
1: Alright, cool, let's do it. Let's and, film it. And he probably certainly did. I bet there was an action figure that had that specifically on it or something, right? That's, like, the reason they, they yeah. remembered that. Because it wasn't wasn't in the movie. Like, it was in, like, some ancillary piece. It was in a book that had a, a diagram of all of Boba Fett's armor and, like, tools or something. Or it was in, you know, he used it in, in the, the Christmas special. I don't know that he used it in the Christmas special. I don't. Have, <laughs> I have... I saw that when I was a kid and have not seen it since and have he no desire to watch it again.
0: Chewie's grandfather while he was yeah. masturbating. Well, you know, it's fucking Chewie's. If you want to go out like
4: I mean if you
0: if, if you can die like you know touching yourself to Diane Carroll there's worse ways <laughs> to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, a pictures, be, what a weird pictures thing in BR there. There, you know? there you go. Yeah. Like they, they they specifically make it so that like a horny Wookiee yeah. is like into a person that would just be on a TV special in the year of our Lord nineteen Dickity whatever. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Highly dubious. <laughs> um, also, Chewbacca's like <laughs> as old as Yoda. Or yeah. older or something?
2: I don't know. I think Chewbacca's like in his, his like his like two hundreds like or something like that. How
1: yeah. old Wookiees are.
2: Um like that dude's so oh, gotta be so over it. So two things. One, I wanted to point out and then we'll let uh MC jump in here if he's got any other points. Um and then we'll we'll go go ahead and wrap up this uh Roberto Fettuccini episode. Um <laughs> I I've, I've established two things with in watching this. One the new wookiee um how do you I don't even know how to pronounce his name crsanten crsanten yeah crsanten is the new boba fett oh he's we got an
1: amazing character that's we got
2: just character. enough just enough story to keep him interesting but not so much that we no longer he no longer has that mysterious edge but here's the thing boba fett was that guy in high school, the one that had the leather jacket, the one that was cool, that barely spoke? And then the one time you talk to him, turns out he's really like into poetry and he's actually really in touch with emotions. And you're like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Like, and he collects stamps. Exa- <laughs> exactly. And every single time you're like, hey, go kick that guy's ass, he's like, eh, I'm tired. I mean, that's not really who I am anymore, man. I'm going to go sleep in this bathtub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap in the tub.
0: <laughs> it's
1: a good tub. It's a really good tub. That's a quality tub. <laughs> it's, it's a, a superb <laughs> top notch tub.
2: It brought Space Ray Givens back. Oh, I'm sorry. Ray Gun Givens. Yeah, so the so use the term you came up with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Ray Gun, Gun Givens. Gibbons. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, he just needs his own series. And honestly, like, you make him, like, okay. Let him keep the Boba Fett armor just for a second, okay? You put you Ray Gunn Givens in the Boba Fett armor and you make the entire series about him trying yeah. to stop the spice trade on, on Tatooine. Fuck, now it's a more interesting series. I would watch the fuck out of that.
1: I mean, undoubtedly, like, the fact that it has, like, the whiff, the, the, the Book of Boba Fett had the whiff of being that thing, you know, you can almost imagine a world where they were going to go in that direction entirely and then for external reasons they couldn't so they made this other thing and it's just different it's just different because there's i mean there's clearly like the whole ass middle of it is actually a different thing right yeah. you get this you get this chunk of the mandalorian and this chunk of like basically like a lore dump for star wars nerds where suddenly these two characters that we never thought would ever interact with each other are like right next to each other. And one of them is specifically saying, and not in a bad way, like the rest of the galaxy has been saying, okay, this dude is really bad. And then that dude goes like, I'm your dad. And he's like, Oh no, that's horrible. And then someone else is like, yeah, that dude was your dad, man. And this is like the wildest thing to have gotten dropped right in the middle of this whole thing. Cause we have this weirdly like atonal Boba Fett story. And then this, bomb of content and and lore drop that you just like what what is that even doing and I mean I loved it do not get me wrong it was a thing that I have wanted for ages as a big fan of all the Clone Wars stuff And, and seeing that and having some not necessarily closure but an interesting sort of Entry, intry, like, intry, entry into the loop of what it, Ahsoka was experiencing as like our audience, as being the audience proxy for us throughout the entirety of the Clone Wars, going like sort of Jim Halpert style, like looking at the camera for us, being like, "Is this really how we got Darth Vader?" <laughs> like, it's such an odd thing to to chunk into the middle there, and I'm I'm obviously keen to see all the other stuff they do with her character and that content, but like. What a what a weird like tonal shift to go like Boba Fett Boba Fett Boba Fett Boba I, Fett. Mandalorian Luke
2: Skywalker. It's Boba it's Fett. funny you know how like for for any of us growing up right like for we always had like either a, a sibling or a friend who was a really really picky eater right and you went to a restaurant let's say a Chinese restaurant or a Mexican restaurant for example. And, like, everybody's like, oh, I'll have the low mein, I'll have the Kung Pao shrimp, whatever. But there was the one person who was like, I don't really like any of this. Can I get the cheeseburger? <laughs> and the best thing on the menu is the cheeseburger. Yeah. That's that's what the Book of Boba Fett was. Because you go there for, for the Book of Boba Fett. But what was the best thing about it? Ah, uh, the cheeseburger that we got, surprisingly. Like, you know, like the Luke Skywalker story. That was kind of dope. The, the Grogu stuff, the Mandalorian stuff, the Ahsoka stuff. Yeah. All of that was better than what you actually came for. And—, and- my question is, is why did you name it the Book of Boba Fett if it was going to be about all this other shit?
1: I mean, the Mandalorian straight up cuts a dude in half, and like that was so that's, fucking cool. That's not that's like <laughs> seemingly one of the things that the show is the least interested in. When it's like everyone wants to know what that looks like and what yeah. it's about. Like that is a thing. He has the dark saber. It's a lightsaber. He's not a Jedi. He's going to start swinging that thing around. Tell us about what that is. You know, give it a title that's like the Mandalorian gets the dark not the book of Boba Fett. But you
2: know. Yeah. And like, still, when the when the 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 um the armorer was just like, you know, you're not a Mandalorian anymore. I would have just like, I was, I really was hoping for for Din Djarin to just look at her and be like, I have the dark bitch. I'm the king of Mandalorians. I am the Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Mandalorian. Give me your helmet. Yeah.
1: He, he just should. goes, no, you. Also, <laughs> sorry. I, I know. I know. We were about to, to shift a little bit, but there is, and it is sort of spoiled because I believe there's a casting that has like sort of let let the cat out of the bag. But that character, that made the the armor may be like a huge character from other parts of the the Mandalorian, like story the story of mandalore and the mandalorian people and the clone wars like she may have been and it might even be like hiding in plain sight with like the way her helmet is set up she may have been a um a bit more involved in the stuff that we know in other clone wars lore Well, she
2: does so, she does have horns on her helmet so she mm-hmm. it's very it's entirely possible that she is a um a darth maul disciple
1: yeah they were. I'm. I'm blanking on the name because there's like two names. There's a name that they even give in the series the that Watch? hints hints at. Yeah. Well, it's it was Death Watch, and then Death Watch became a slightly different thing when it was like under Mall, and when it was under uh, the the which whichever Visla it was that was like in charge to, to sort of to make it better that Mall was in charge of the planet or whatever. Um but that's also like where the pole pike story arc comes from in the first place, was that end of Clone Wars, they really had like pushed the pikes into this prominent position and they were always sort of a a side thing with some of the crime lore in Star Wars. So I mean there's definitely like a web that they're trying to bring together around this stuff. And it it, it makes sense in a way that like if you're looking at it as just a Continuation of a lot of the felony driven like universe stuff like the Clone Wars and rebels and um, and and those things like it it fits into that perfectly yeah. but if you don't know that if you haven't seen all of that stuff and if you're not aware of the literally unproduced but you can watch the animatics on YouTube and read the entire scripts, like there was a, a half a season that wasn't produced that includes like the reason that there's a dent on Boba Fett's helmet and it's Cad Bane, like the other character that we haven't even brought up who's like a massive character they put in for two episodes and then and then he dies. <laughs> goodbye. <Cad laughs> um,
2: I I want to give MC uh, the mic here for just a second because he said something that literally made me laugh out loud about <laughs> what about Cad Bane's scene in the man in uh, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> like
4: man what did i MC, say i don't remember it <laughs> you
2: were you were talking about his death scene like the way he screamed was. you were just like oh. I, yeah. <laughs> oh
4: god i don't even what did i say i don't okay. I, I don't remember what i said this is this that. is how funny it you was, are it was fucking hilarious though <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> honestly i think that's all that needs to be said right there <laughs> yeah this was yeah, super just super hilarious Especially Um, with such a cool voice, too. Like, he's got that awesome gravelly voice, and then, like, that's how he goes out. Like, that's how he dies.
1: It's the guy who did the voice in the Clone Wars episodes that he was in, too, and the Rebels. Or I think it was Rebels. Yeah. He's uh, incredible. He did did a fantastic job. Also, the the, voice of many things, but
0: among them also, uh, Brainiac in the Superman cartoon and Justice League Unlimited.
2: Oh, shit. I can hear it now.
1: totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: that's outstanding. Like, and I
1: believe I, Katie Sackoff was, if I'm remembering the name correctly, who plays Bocatan.
2: Yeah, like
1: she's the voice. She's I the think voice so, yeah. From yeah. The show, and like they did a really good job bringing her in as well. And um, like it's, yeah. it's just uh, so many pieces of it were so good, and so like everything tying it together was so weak. And it's it's a very frustrating.
2: You know, place to have been with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's, it sucks. It really does because like it could have been great. And I wonder how much of this is on um, the actor who played Boba Fett. Like, it, it, is it him? It, are we spoiled because. His last name, Tamira
1: Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, Tamira Morrison. Morrison. Tamira Morrison.
2: Are we spoiled? Because Pedro Pascal is just that good,
1: she, with the, with his mask even on the whole time, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I the mean, thing.
2: Is I heard that the, that's not even him. A lot of the times it's not. It's yeah. not. It's
1: the stunt double.
2: But yeah. just what a what a testament to his ability to voice act as well, because he manages to get emotion out of
1: nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they have um, they have uh, uh Justified Man, wow. Wow, Timothy, it's Timothy, <laughs> o- Timothy Oliphant? They have Timothy Oliphant Like say, you know, straight up. Yeah, hey, you know what? That's what I like about you, Mando. Is your winning smile. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you got him, got him, got him, bud. Like you're out here in Freetown delivering the service. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It it just it, it left you. It left. I think it left left all of us like wanting. Not even so much more, like, I'll give you a perfect example of, of another issue that I had with the story. So the the last episode, just giant battle, right? But they did this really, really lame trope that they do in every single cartoon that you've ever seen, any action cartoon, where one of your heroes, like, gets knocked down by an enemy, and you're like, oh no, this is it for him, and then another hero comes and saves him, inexplicably. Like, we don't even know how they got there, they just got there. Like, Chrysanthemum was pinned down by, like... Five different, um, like, that is just the theme of this episode. We are just all forgetting the names of things. Uh, the the lizard guys. Uh, is it Trandoshans? Trandoshans? Trandoshans. He's pinned yeah. down by, by, like, five transo- Trandoshans the last time we see him, right? And then he just shows up and saves the day. And they never explain. They, all they had to do was just show him, like, standing up and picking up, like, six of them, just being like,
1: ah, and, man. And this is deep lore that they barely touched on in yeah. showing him interacting with the Trandoshans previously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 like there is literally like a adversarial relationship in the deep lore between the Trandoshans and the Wookiees. And oh, yeah. it's like lizards versus ape people. Like yeah. it is it is this like test of time. The Trandoshans have always hunted the Wookiees. The Wookiees have always been working to defend themselves. And it's like then you have people like, you know, this this character who was a gladiator, who like was a fighter and is now a bounty hunter, hired muscle, and he's like the craziest, strongest Wookiee ever. And you put him in in this weird situation where you put him next to the people that have been super space racist against him for like millennia. <laughs> like, that was- don't have him hang out there. Put it that
2: somewhere was, else. That was such a great scene, though, when he's there and like Jennifer Beals walks up to him and she's just like, hey, dude, can you be chill? Can you just not? <laughs> like, can you not do this? You, you know, That's, you're the great person. And he's just like, yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? And then rips their arms off. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> oh.
1: to- and a total callback to core Star Wars of yeah. us thinking that Wookiees rip people's arms off because Han Solo says it. Like, yeah. like it's a it's a an interesting slice, an interesting slice of pizza in the wrong hole pizza pie
2: and he literally was just like and he throws her some money he's like sorry about the mess and just like (laughs) walks out I was like that is awesome but yeah the whole thing it, it kept happening every single time like Mando was down somebody else showed up to save him every time Boba was down somebody else came to save him and it just like it was so formulaic but not only that too like the whole like let's have the Rancor like flip out and like pull this whole like King Kong thing visually really cool like, but at the same time, it's just like, what does this have to do really with the story at this point? Because they defeated all the bad guys. Like, the um the Pike Syndicate's gone. They ran. Cad Bane's been stabbed. He's dead. Like, it was just, again, they're they're creating stuff for characters to do, and it's not actually having anything to do with the story. Because how did the tie in? Why did you have the Rancor do that? Oh, so Grogu can calm him down. Mm-hmm. The best meme it's- I saw from that, though, was the, hey— Hey there, big guy. Sun's getting Sun's real, real low. low. <laughs> it is.
1: This is. Star Wars has always had this problem of like the kind of plot armor of the main characters. Like it is. It, I wouldn't be surprised if that was why someone coined the term, you know, because it's specifically you have these characters that we know, like we know they can't die because they are destined to be something already. We know that their character can't deviate incredibly from from what we know because we know the end of their story right like this is that is star wars mo they literally started with a middle and then said yeah there's a beginning and an ending and it took 30 years plus to get all of that to the point where it's it's baked into everything that gets made out of it is you have this like really cool supposition and theory crafting and trying to understand these characters that we have just a, a slight vision of, and then we get a real full version of it, and it's usually a bit disappointing. Yeah, I think that
2: that's why, like to that point, Joe, that's why we won't end up seeing Mace Windu in Star Wars again, because ultimately, oh, they'll find they'll find a way to justify it. They'll find a way. To tie it in, somehow they'll make it work because they're just like, fuck it, why not?
1: Well, a uh, fall has never killed a Jedi. We've seen that <laughs> a fall has never killed a Jedi. Like that's a thing about Jedi. And the the Mace Windu, dude, there is. Mm, I don't even want to get into it. I mean, Sam Jackson did us a great service by introducing something that he just thought was visually very cool and turned into, well, yeah, this is now canon about how dark side and light side works. Like that's that's some wild business right there. Like, and you're right. They will just, he will just pop up because, you know, reasons, plot reasons. We need him in here. Okay. Well, for plot reasons, now he's alive. They chopped Darth Maul in half and then was like, he was so popular that now he's alive. Yeah, pretty much. I believe Feloni says that in something once. He says something almost exactly that, where he's doing like a um, like a behind the scenes or like answering fan questions or something like that, and he he like spoils where where Maul is gonna show back up. And he he, he like says the quiet part out loud, where he's like, yeah, he was so popular, we had to bring him back. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool reason, cool cool reason, very plot centric. <laughs> <laughs> i mean because look and at I, him that's why he's back i mean i right i cool as shit absolutely cannot argue with that though is the thing is like the minute he says that out loud you're like damn that's right though like look at he's got those horns and that yeah. face and his eyes are yellow and he's so mad he's just gonna do a flip <laughs> with a lightsaber i'm into it
2: <laughs>
1: well why'd you bring him back i mean fucking look at him because <laughs> we could because we could give him spider legs when we brought him back why wouldn't we Yeah. Okay. Good call. I guess spider legs. It's probably, he's not going to like that, but he's a character. So what are we going to do?
2: Yeah. On, on that note, um, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and wrap this up. I want to go round table real quick, just like quick hitters. Don't even really have to go into great detail on it. Um, what do you like? I don't even know exactly what series is next other than season three of The Mandalorian. But like, it's also- Obi
4: Wan. Is it Obi Wan?
2: Obi oh, Wan? Okay.
1: 20, 25th or 24th of May or something like that. Oh, so two, two months, basically. Ah, two fun, I'm,
2: excited. Months. I'm really excited about that. Um, that one's going to be good. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. But your wish list. I Now that we've seen that they can do it and it, it continues to look better every single time they do it. I want more Luke Skywalker stories. I want the between Return of the Jedi and when we see him in Last Jedi, I want to see him do some cool Jedi shit.
1: Cause Jedi Academy stuff or just like adventure stuff?
2: It could be Adventures of Luke Skywalker. It could be the Jedi Academy. It could be both. It could be all of that. Like I want to see him be this legendary character that he was mm-hmm. because we got to see him come onto that ship and just destroy every single one of of those dark troopers and like, that is, I've probably watched that scene at least like 20 or 30 times because that's just like, this is the Luke Skywalker that was like the legend, the one that Ray talked about. Like we got a little bit of it in the original trilogy but I still think we could see more and I think we could see more badass shit. And one of the only things that was really good about the rise of Skywalker was something that didn't even happen on screen. At one point when they find Lando, like, I can't remember who said something. And they were like, oh, yada, 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 you've been here. And, you know, I heard Luke was here, too. And Lando goes, yeah, me and Luke Skywalker were venturing around the galaxy finding this shit. And I'm just
1: like, oh, why are we not seeing that? Fucking what? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, they were were chasing Sith bounty hunters or at least one Sith bounty hunter. And it's like, okay, tell me more.
2: And they're like, no, no, we don't have time for that. You're like, God damn it. No, no, stop the movie, stop. Tell me what's, tell me about this. Like, and everybody just sits around, like, like crisscross applesauce, like on the ground as Lando regales them with stories of Sith bounty hunters and shit.
1: I would watch that even if it was literally just the actors doing that on screen, like sitting in around a campfire and one dude is just telling the story. Like, I would watch that probably. <laughs> I would too. Joe, yeah. Joe, what would you, what would you like to see from Star Wars? Well, I think we're going to get it, but specifically, the thing that they're teasing with with more ahsoka is the story of her and Sabine and Ezra, which may actually could be the kind of thing that fills that scratches the itch of of wanting a powerful like Jedi Luke like Luke because Ezra, a character from Star Wars Rebels, basically has the potential of being something like that. and oddly at the same time as Luke. So like, Finding this other like uh, confluence of these kinds of characters in this story, like which again I, I I mean I have some baggage from from watching the other stuff, so I want to see kind of the ending of that, and we don't know exactly that that's what's going to be in the Ahsoka show, but it's like that's the end the ending of Rebels is. Is those characters and that trajectory, and that seems like something we're gonna get because the Obi Wan stuff is gonna be super cool, I'm sure, but it's it's very clearly about a very fixed thing, right? That we know the ending of because we know Obi Wan's fate, we know Maul's fate, we know all that stuff, but we don't know these other characters' exact fates. Like they've been they're open ends inside the Star Wars universe. So I'm I'm keen on seeing that stuff next.
2: Yeah, for sure. Rambo. Um, I mean, I
0: uh, I know we're we're getting in matter of time. Uh, Thrawn. I yeah, I know nearly nothing about that character beyond he is fucking terrifying uh and ruthlessly efficient um and he looks fucking cool
2: uh yeah. and yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see uh more of him. MC, I know that you're not as well versed, but like is there anything that you would be like, man, I really want to fucking see this?
4: Look, I know I'm going to be in the minority on this, but I just it, it just it has to be said. Like, it's been far too long, and, you know, Jar Jar Binks absolutely deserves <laughs> his own franchise. He absolutely needs to get his own thing. I don't know what the plot of it will be, but uh, give the people what we want. There was a kind of old street rumor street face. <laughs> that old vampires,
0: and, uh, and he's like a secret Sith.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. But do you want to know that there there is actually a canon for how the story of Jar Jar Binks ends? Do you want to know what it is? Do you want me to like lay it out so you don't have to?
0: I feel hide like I know, thing? but I can't remember what it is.
1: So By all means, <laughs> the em- the Empire basically destroys Naboo and the Gungans, and Jar Jar is left. He becomes literally a wandering clown. And he, he like, oh, there's, a, there's a story that kind of wraps up his entire arc in the Star Wars universe of him, like, befriending, like, a small child on some distant planet where he's just surviving and literally, like, begging for scraps by being a, a street performer. Jesus Christ. That's rough, right? <laughs> he was, like, he was a senator, and he was boning down with, like, a queen on some other planet that had a different kind of force ghost. And late in life because of the Empire. And it's, like, it's wild because, like, the Gungans help the Republic, like, 18 months before the end of the Clone Wars, basically. Like, fight a war on um, the planet that Admiral Ackbar's from.
2: On Calamari.
1: Like on Cal, And they just, later, the when the Republic becomes the Empire, they just destroy the Gungan army because they can't abide any standing armies that aren't them, you know? So... Sorry, man. Jar Jar's. We know Jar Jar's fate, and it's darn. Poor Jar Jar. Like Uh, I just picture, I just picture like like, sad,
2: like sad clown music now, like playing for him. It's the fucking Jerry
0: Lewis movie, The Clown
1: Cried. But Doctor, Misa is Jar Jar Binks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But like every every time he, it's they're like. Come on,
1: Jar Jar. Smile. Uh, (laughs) Bro, sad as shit happened to that dude. An an evil Jedi twisted that man into allowing him to become Space Hitler. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right, friends, we appreciate you listening to another episode of that, the diner. Make sure that you tune in for more episodes. Also check out the website. It's great dot com. but also check out our friend Joe's stuff. That is a com. That's I R R E Z O L U T.com for all of his wonderful and fantastic yeah. artwork. Uh, of course, man. Thanks for coming on, Joe. We appreciate yeah. your uh, your take on uh, on the book of Boba Fett. Um, but make sure you tune into the next episode of At the Diner, where I, I'm not even gonna spoil it. You guys just need to tune in. It's gonna be a lot of fun uh, for what Ooh. MC uh, and Rambo and I have uh, in store for you. So remember, stay safe. Um, it looks like things are getting better. They're starting to remove the mask mandates, which isn't necessarily a great thing. But at the same time, it seems like maybe we're over this pandemic thing mostly. Fingers crossed I say this hesitantly with a question mark at the end of it. But remember, be nice to each other. Still, like, have some compassion for each other. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.